0: Welcome to episode 166 of the Disney Park Princess Podcast. I'm your co-host, Sarah.
1: I'm Heather. I'm Charlotte.
0: And this week, it is a listener Q&A episode. You guys know this is one of our favorite types of episodes to record. So thank you so much to everybody that sent in your questions. Um, we've got, I think, four that we're answering today, and then we'll, you know, keep any others that trickle in uh, for a future episode. Um so we, we're, we're going to get to some Disney Park Princess podcast news first, um, just because I feel like it's mean to tell you guys at the very end of the podcast, because <laughs> who knows? Maybe you don't make it that long. Maybe you only listen to the first section. I don't know. Um, we are going to be taking a hiatus from the podcast and the blog and everything probably for right now it's planned for a couple of months. Hopefully that's all that it is. Um the Facebook group, a, a, nothing's going away. Podcast is still going to be available. The website is still going to be up. All of our Facebook groups are still going to be active. You're still going to be seeing us, you know, posting and responding to things. Nobody's disappearing. Um, a couple of things N- nobody's breaking up. We're all three. <laughs>
2: nobody's <in a> fight. <laughs> we're all still There's friends. Nobody's drama. Nobody no drama.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know how those, I know how some of these Disney communities go. There's going to be rumors and i <laughs> we're not a rumor based community though. So I don't think that's going to be happening. Um, we just all have a lot of things going on. Um, I am continuing to have some, you know, ongoing long COVID health issues. Um, it's May and every parent of a school aged child knows what that means. Or it's almost May. Um, you know, Heather has her wedding coming up and a lot of travel, coming, like everybody has stuff. Yeah. Um, so this is just a life thing. This is just the reality of life in the year 2022. Um, so like I said, we are taking a hiatus. Here's for our Patreon supporters, all of you who are going, well, what about, well, I mean, I'm paying. So we're pausing our Patreon. So you will not be charged um on May 1st. You will not be charged on June 1st if you are a prepaid person. I believe that this just extends until we unpause. Um so we want to make sure that you're not being charged for, you know, content that you're not Getting <laughs> you know, that doesn't seem fair. Um, so just so you know you will not be charged on May 1st, and then at the end of May, we'll go back and make sure that you're not charged for June 1st. Um, so that's the update. Again, we're not going anywhere. <laughs> this is just <laughs> this is, yeah, don't panic. Don't panic. Everybody's fine, nobody's dying, nobody's you know, it's just you know.
2: We just um, need some time. That's all.
0: Just yeah, just need some time. I need a little more time. Um, for my brain to try to heal. Um, and you know, get my kid off to college and (laughs) at least (laughs) or senior year high school and um all of that good kind of stuff. So um that's it. All right. So let's move on to Happy Disney News. This is Happy Disney News for me because I love this ride. Uh Expedition (laughs) Everest has reopened. It reopened on April 16th. So that's good news because it had been closed for a long time. Yeah. Like a long I time. think it's
2: since they still didn't Genie fix Plus the yeti though.
0: Because... They still have not fixed the yeti, exactly. No, sadly.
2: <laughs> no so, I think that they useless. said it was <laughs> that they
1: said it opened and opened with GD Plus, so I don't remember when it closed, but I was like, did it has it been closed for since October? I don't know. It's been closed I, for a while.
2: I feel like I um, wrote it in October. I could be making that up, but I think I wrote it in October. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well I did um, it right
1: in December. It, it, but that was not because it was open or closed. We just didn't spend enough time in Animal Kingdom to write. Yeah.
0: Well, I, know, I, I think it, it, it was one of these, like, it wasn't, like, a planned, announced, like, hey, we're closing Everest for, you know, a few months. I think it was just like, oh, Everest is down and no, it's not going to reopen. Yeah, you know, like, it was sort of one of those, <laughs> yeah, I think that's right. oops. <laughs> <You know? laughs> anyway it's reopened I'm very excited because it's one of my favorite rides And not that I have a trip planned well no it's not true I do have a trip planned um, in September so hopefully I'll get to ride it uh, World of Color which I also enjoy uh, reopens on April 22nd Ooh, oh. woo-hoo. so that's exciting
2: that's that the show. end of this week so that's yeah. one of the, my favorite shows so I'm excited for that
0: that's a great show it re- you know what I love about that show too I love that you can see it from um, anywhere. the hotels, you know, a yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. paradise pier or from, you know, the, um, our favorite secret balcony at, um, grand California and, or, you know, mm-hmm.
1: um, but uh, just about anywhere in the park, you can see it too.
0: Like from center Pixar or way yeah. the
1: side or, yeah. you know, behind, technically behind it, you can still see it.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's such a cool show. Yeah. Uh, Narcooses at Disney's grand Floridian is going to be closing for a quote unquote extended refurbishment it does say that it will reopen later this year that could be december 31st 2022 and they have not specified what they're doing with it other than it will be an enhanced dining experience
2: i hope that doesn't mean it becomes like a pre-fee type of situation like they currently have at the california grill like i hope not but what do you mean by enhanced disney it's already a signature restaurant it's a great location the menu is fantastic why do we have to mess with what's working?
0: Yeah. you Yeah. You want to fix something, fix Citricos, but <laughs> that's just
2: fix the Yeti. I don't know. Fix the Yeti. Yeah. <laughs> fix, something. <laughs> fix something that's
0: actually broken. Um, and then last but not least, of course, we talked about this last week that characters are now out and about and huggable and can sign autographs and do all of that at Walt Disney World. It is very exciting. And, you know, sort of for fun, I think, um, on the day that all the characters came back, Disney actually put out a lot of characters that haven't been, you know, sort of pulled some characters out of the out of the vault um, to do character appearances, which is really fun. Um, I love so, when they do that. Yeah, I just, you know, I, I remember, I, was it, like, Leap Day? Or, you know, remember for a few years there, there was, like, one special, like, 24-hour day yeah. that Disney yes. would do once a year or whatever?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I'm sure those were terrible for cast members. But like, I went to fan, one of them. That just sounded like so much fun. And they would bring out characters that nobody had seen in years. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of fun. Little yep. little extra magic moments. I just love those. Um so that does it. That does it for this week's Disney News. Coming up next we have listener QA. Stay tuned. All right. Let's get into it. Who wants to read our first question?
1: Uh, uh I Heather,
0: why don't you read I- this? Because this is uh Poor Charlotte shot down.
1: Well, <laughs> like it's, it's, Heather's,
0: it's it's Heather's client, so I think that's,
1: that's right. From- I was this just is- proud of myself for figuring out how to open the chat and see you guys with the update that
0: Skype. <laughs> I didn't I don't like this. Update. Yeah, every week when we come to record this, we record this in Skype, and it's like. Every week, Skype has made some sort of major change. We have to learn it all over.
2: Again. <laughs> yeah, Skype is awful. In fact, I just—all of your faces are gone now. So now I only have the chat. So that's fun. <laughs> oh, that is fun because we can just make faces at you. So. <laughs> I can see Sarah. I have two mm. screens, and so they put oh. a little tiny face over on one <laughs> screen, but the main one is gone now. So that's fun. <laughs> okay, so this is my client, Greg. Hi, Greg, and he says that he loves the podcast and thank you heather for helping with my family's next trip to disney world in this um this coming july um he would love to hear our experiences with travel insurance what kinds of things have you experienced them cover and what kinds of things generally are not now in our hopefully soon post-covid world it seems a lot of unexpected things can pop up that derail our best planned vacations would love to hear a chat about that um so greg we he and i have been talking about this but just before we even get into this disclaimer none of us are insurance agents and there are many different policies and so any questions any specific questions you have about any policy you should always call that travel insurance provider and talk to them themselves because we can sit here and chat about it but we don't know the specifics and anything we are saying could wind up being completely false because they change their their policies all the time and they I almost feel are intentionally meant to confuse you because they word them so strangely yeah yeah I almost feel like we
0: it's better it's a better use of like you know, what are some trips that either we've taken or that clients have taken where they didn't have insurance and wished they had?
2: Yeah. <laughs> you know? Never mind even COVID. Let's take COVID out of it because the majority yeah. of insurance policies don't even cover COVID anymore. I mean, we're we're in we're beyond two years into this pandemic. So it's a it's a known thing it is a known pandemic and so therefore most insurance policies will not cover it some do most don't um so let's take COVID out of it like what happens if you're on your way to the airport you slip and fall in your driveway you break your ankle and you can't get on the plane that's why you want travel insurance not because there's something happening in the world that you you know about it's because you Don't know what's going to happen. My future brother-in-law, Justin's younger brother, um, is set to get on a plane in four days to travel from Boston to Hawaii. Last week, he slipped off of his work truck and tried to stop himself, but wound up shattering his shoulder. He now has a completely Uh, broken shoulder. And he has to go have surgery and he is now thinking, do I do this before the wedding? Do I do it after? And and like, this is kind of like his struggle at the moment. Like, that's why you want travel insurance. Yeah. You don't yeah. know what's going to happen in life. He travel, wasn't planning to fall off a truck. Yeah. Travel insurance is
1: for last minute, unforeseen things. Yeah. Mainly things after you make your final payment. Um, Mainly for something that is... I don't necessarily want to use the word catastrophic because it could be something small,
0: but it could, still, it could be your seven year old wakes up with a stomach bug on the day you're supposed to get on the right, plane.
1: Right. Yeah. So it could be something technically small and hopefully it is, If you know, <laughs> but that's what it's for. It's yeah. if, if the airline loses your luggage and you have to replace some things uh, while you're there, there's so many different things that it is used for, not just cancellation, Um, trip interruption is one of those things, but again, check with the specific plan that you have. And also I want to mention that most suppliers like Walt Disney world or Disney cruise line, they have their own travel protection. And then there's third party travel protection that you can get and which plan is best for you may just depend on one particular trip or another.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Travel insurance is never for the thing that you can see coming. It's always for the thing that you never thought about.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of my clients want travel insurance. Oh, just in case I have to cancel. Well, a lot of um, suppliers, and let's talk specifically about, you know, Walt Disney World and Disneyland because we're a Disney podcast, but a lot of those, you know, you can cancel up until your final payment date, which is 30 days out for a full refund. So in that case, insurance isn't, that's not what you get insurance for. Insurance is that last minute, oh my goodness, didn't see this coming situation.
0: Yeah, yeah yeah um, it also could happen. um, it's not just for cancellations if you get sick in the middle of your trip and God forbid, have to fly home. um or if you're on a cruise and you have to be medevaced, Like if you have to be medically evacuated from somewhere, yeah. a lot of um that is a very expensive thing. Mm-hmm. and a lot of, but not all, uh, you know, um travel insurance includes coverage for that up to right. a certain dollar value, you know? Yeah. And that's a big one. I've had, I've had a client who has needed that and that's, they had trip insurance and I I, it was I a godsend. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because I mean, you
2: never know. You just like never any know. Kind of,
1: it's like any kind of insurance. Like you hope that you never have to use it, but that's what it's there for. You know, are you yeah. going to file insurance with your car company? If you hit your own mailbox, probably not, but <laughs> It is therefore if you hit somebody else's mailbox or that's you know something major, yeah. it happens, and we yeah. hope that we never have to use it. But that's why we have it. So.
0: Yeah, I always say it's cheaper to buy the insurance. Like, would you rather risk two hundred dollars on the insurance or whatever the insurance is, mm-hmm. or would you rather risk? you know, the $6,000 trip you've just put, like, which which are <laughs> yeah. you more comfortable with?
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like protect your investment and then hope that you never need it. It's like, the, I always bring an umbrella with me when it might rain, because if I have the umbrella, it's not going to rain. Yeah. But if I leave that umbrella in my car, it's going to pour. For sure. Yep. Yeah, and uh, so just a policy thing,
1: if you add insurance with Walt Disney World or Disney Cruise Line or even Disneyland, you have to add it and pay for it um, before final payment, you mm-hmm. cannot add it with them after final payment. So that's something, if you want it last minute, you're going to have to go third party. Yep. So yep.
0: there you go. All right. Charlie, you want to read the next question? Sure.
1: Okay. Hi, ladies. I love your podcast. I need your assistance, please. My husband and I are going to Disneyland and California Adventure on a Saturday in August. So I expect it to be a high crowd level day. I've already purchased our Park Hopper tickets with Genie Plus and Parking Pass and made our reservation for that day. Now I need a strategy to do both parks in one day. We are staying off-site, but we used to live in Southern California, so we've been to Disneyland many times but haven't seen the newer stuff. So our must-dos are Rise of the Resistance and Millennium Falcon in uh, Star Wars Land, Galaxy's Edge, and Web Slingers and Radiator Springs Racers at California Adventure. Please give me advice on how to fit this all in, and tips on doing some additional rides if time permits. Since we already purchased Genie Plus, we're willing to get up early to get an early start, but prefer not to stay until late closing. Can use all the help I can get. Thanks, Sharon.
2: Godspeed, Sharon. Godspeed. <laughs> um, my my first tip is going to be plan on being there at least 45 minutes before park opening. Get there early, get in line. There's always a line to get into the turnstiles um, and get your lightning lane for for Rise of the Resistance first.
1: Before Web Slingers?
2: Yeah, before Web because okay. you can try again for Web Slingers um, at 1 o'clock and you might have better luck getting that at 1 than Rise of the Resistance. Yeah. And- Actually, hold on. I'm going to stop this entire thing. Sorry, Charlotte. <laughs> get yourself a VIP tour guide. Spend the money spend the money (laughs) spend the money change your tickets get rid of that genie plus and spend the money on a vip tour guide and you will do every single thing that you want to do and more and that will be the easiest way and the most relaxing way to do that in this situation to me it's worth the, the cost all right um well i think
1: here's another tip just in case you cannot do that. <laughs>
0: um, For those of us who don't have that in our budget. yeah, yeah. Um,
1: Disneyland has a lot of uh, single rider lines. And that is a big tip, especially as just two adults. You can do that. You don't have to worry about kids or anything like that. So do single rider and any, anytime you can do it, do single rider. It's not also- going to help you with web slingers or, um, The other, But Radio Springs Racers has a single rider line, or they did. I think they still do. So anytime you see a single rider line, do
2: it. My caveat to that is that the single rider lines aren't always open, especially, and they never make sense when they're open. Like it seems that they're always open when the ride isn't busy, (laughs) but when the ride is really busy and you need the single rider line, it's closed. So don't count on the single rider line, but if you see it available, use it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And if you don't want to stay late, then you have to get there early.
2: Like, I I mean, at least 45 minutes before the scheduled opening time. One hundred percent. No questions asked. Yeah.
0: Um, And as far as like, you know, fitting in additional rides... You know, you've got the Genie Plus, use the Genie Plus. Use And the Genie stack.
2: Plus actually works in California, so right. that's good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Keep in mind that, you know, you can stack your Genie Plus, like if you make, you know, your first one at 9 a.m., uh, but it's not until 1 o'clock in the afternoon. You don't have to wait until 1 o'clock. You can make your next Genie Plus reservation at 11. It's, a, you know, right. you just have yeah. to wait two hours. Um right
2: and also if you're within that 2 hours like you know your your ride came up and it's still you know the second you click through you click into that ride like well you're still in the line before you even board the ride and you're just kind of like waiting those few extra minutes immediately get on your app and book your next genie plus yep. reserve don't wait until you're off do it the second that you scan through yep. yeah
1: i have i have uh, one thing to add about genie plus in general and fast passes and all of that like i heard somebody um I was watching Defunct Land on YouTube the other day, and they said uh, Fast Pass is a virtual queue, and I was like, you know what, it is, and I never thought of it that way until this, because you know we always talk about how the virtual queue for Rise of Resistance or Ratatouille or whatever is is something where you don't have to wait in line, and that's exactly what Fast Pass and GD Plus are. GD+, and so it's yeah. Even, yeah, so it's more confusing that. They're calling one thing a virtual queue and one thing not a virtual queue.
0: Oh, if by well, the way that Disney can make the name of something way more confusing than it needs to be, they'll find it.
1: Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. Well, this. I, yeah, this this thing that we watched about the history of Fast Pass and stuff—it was like two hours long, and I didn't watch the whole thing, but it was fascinating. They about how they came up with the idea and all this other stuff. So, anyway, that's a whole that's a whole other
0: topic that I am not. It, um, can to I answer. take a quick sort of related detour just because I yeah. find, I found this so interesting this week and I want to know your thoughts on this. Um, recently this week in Walt Disney world um, guests who are going to book their genie plus have been getting a pop-up in their, my Disney experience account. Not telling them outright not to buy it, but basically warning them that it may not be really useful wow. and that prior to purchasing, they may want to check the availability for Genie Plus in the park that day.
2: Oh my. But if you take the time to do that, then everything is gone anyway. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> is that just because it's spring break and it's super crazy busy? I, possibly. I mean, look, it wasn't great in October when I was there either. So I don't know why all of a sudden, like, we're concerned about it. Like, just make it Max Pass. Max Pass. Why is this so hard?
0: But I I, I never in the history of ever have I heard Disney maybe... Telling people to pause before they, they spend money.
2: money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. I, I think that they've just gotten a lot of really angry people. That's what I'm probably. Yeah. So is this a guest feedback
0: thing that they're getting that people are angry that they've paid the money and then you know?
2: I don't know.
1: I, I the the thing that we watched had had something to do with like how, the average of how many attractions you could do mm-hmm. with with or without Fast Pass, and obviously with Fast Pass you could do more. Um, and then how when fast pass plus came out they didn't have enough attractions for people to pick their three before they went and how they had to bait that's why they started right. doing character uh, meet and greets on fast pass plus and yeah, they like started throwing
0: everything on yeah
1: it was <laughs> it was really interesting to see the the different anyway that i'm sure most people have heard of defunct land uh, that youtube channel it talks about like the history of mm-hmm. stuff so if if you want to hear something interesting, watch their thing on fast pass and the history of that. And um, I don't know. I, I don't love Genie plus, but I feel like you almost have to have it. So it, I don't know. We'll see what happens in June when I go.
0: (laughs) I think this is going to be really, really interesting to see. (laughs) Yeah. Well,
1: well, good luck, Sharon. I hope you can do that (laughs) because that's going to be the way to do it. But um, just, yeah, do it, do what we said and get each next, the next one as soon as you can.
0: So. yep all right next question and this is from our friend stella um whose daughter got engaged this week so yay congratulations yay! um i have a question is it possible to bring my pup on a disney vacation i know there's a cow close by but i would only care to use it for doggy daycare and not full boarding what are my options thanks stella heather you actually wrote a blog post on this very topic
2: I do. And you should go read it immediately because it stars Copley and he's the greatest thing on the (laughs) list. (laughs) Um, I traveled with my dog frequently to Walt Disney World. And of course, it's a little different because he was my service animal. Um, But the great news is, is that a few years back, Walt Disney World started debuting pet friendly properties. Um, And I think that was kind of to keep up with Universal because Universal has been pet friendly for a long time. Um, So there are four hotels the yacht club port orleans riverside um, art of animation and the cabins at fort wilderness and of course if you're camping at fort wilderness you can also bring your dog um, that are pet friendly and it's really cute because when you go to check in they give your dog a little amenity kit like they have poop <laughs> bags and, and like treats um, and there's a little map of the pet friendly you know relief area so um i brought plates to the yacht club um and the the relief area was like this gorgeous little grassy park kind of in the back of the yacht club by the quiet pool so you're going to find that all of the pet friendly areas are away from guest areas but what's important to know that although you can bring your dog i don't know that it's necessarily a great idea because your dogs cannot obviously go to the parks. They're not allowed in the theme parks. I don't believe that they're allowed in downtown Disney. They are in California, but not in Florida. I don't think. I might be wrong on that. Um, But they can't come on public transportation. They're not allowed in the like public guest areas, so you can't bring your puppy to the pool or the lobby other than check in they can't go to the restaurants with you like they're basically confined to your hotel room and so when you go to the parks for the day you would need to leave your dog in the hotel room um and they give you a little dark door hanger to put on your room so the maids will know not to come in um, and they have to be well behaved so if they are barking and whining and scratching um the front desk is going to call you and you're going to have to come and get your dog and you won't be allowed to leave it in the room. So it sounds
0: like she, it sounds like she understands that she would need to use best friends for during the day,
2: mm -hmm.
0: you know, but just at night, I think she was thinking.
2: Yeah. And those four hotels will have the pet friendly hotel, um, hotel rooms and like you said the best friends is an option for doggy daycare if you don't want to leave them alone in the room all day but again you can't take disney transportation there you would need to um either have have your own car or an uber i will say that minivans now that they're coming back are very very pet friendly copley loved them um i tried them a couple times with him and they're really cute you know you get there and the cast member gets out um and they have um like blankets to put over the seats so that (laughs) because you know There are people who are allergic to dogs and they will also be using these minivans. So they'll put the blanket over the seat um, and it's super cozy and and fluffy. Copley loved it. And then they also have um, seatbelt harnesses, or at least they did in pre-COVID times, so that you can attach to their collar or their harness. So that was really nice. Um, So that's an option. Um, But I don't know. Like, if Copley couldn't have come into the theme parks with me, I don't think that I would have wanted to bring him. Just because there's a lot that he can't do. And then that also hinders your vacation. Um, You know. If you want to go to the pool. You have to leave Fido in the room. Yeah. Um, Alternatively, at Fort Wilderness, whether you're camping or the the cabins, I think that's such a fantastic option for dogs because, you know, you have all of this, like, space. You can tie them up on a tether and just kind of let them sniff around. There's also a dog park at Fort Wilderness. So, you know, you can put a puppy in the, the golf cart or drive over with your car and just kind of let them run around and go up the agility equipment, and that's mm. free so you don't have to pay for um for daycare. So I think, like, if I was going to do that, Fort Wilderness is the best option just for the dogs because there's a lot of sense and they have more freedom there than they would say at the yacht club
0: yeah I, I don't basically want to do a Fort Wilderness trip just to bring my dog yeah <laughs> yes. I, had
1: some, I had some clients who um took their dog to Fort to Fort Wilderness cabins in I don't know I think October and they loved it and they sent me photos of them with the dog and it was I, I yeah my dogs would terrorize the place but yeah, seems like that. <laughs>
2: two I
0: love very, <laughs> very high energy pups.
2: So I don't know, go read the blog post. There's a lot more information in there, and of course, any excuse for you to look at Copley is really. Mm-hmm. This should take it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Thanks for that
0: question, Stella. Uh, all right, Heather. Do you want to read our last question? It's kind of a yeah. question,
2: kind of a yeah. Kind of a question, kind of a a, a little. Hold on, one second. I have to find it now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. Hello, Disney Park Princesses. Thank you for your podcast and for your fun and interactive Facebook group. My mom and I are planning a mother-daughter trip to Walt Disney World for September 22 to celebrate her beating breast cancer last year. Yes, let's pause to celebrate. Pause to celebrate. Hallelujah. That's wonderful. (laughs) It'll be my first trip without my two teenage sons since before they were born. My mom and I share a love for Disney. So a trip with the two of us seems like the perfect way to celebrate her and to spend time together in our favorite place. We'll be staying club level at the beach club. I mean, are you are doing it right. <laughs> We've stayed club level at other resorts in the past, but it was always an upgrade at check-in and it's been many years. So I wanted to make sure we take advantage of all the club level perks available, both during our stay and before as we plan our trip. We're hoping to take the Keys to the Kingdom tour. And other than that, we just want this to be a laid back, do less, enjoy more vacation for both of us. Thank you, Beth. Oh, Beth, yes, this is, Beth. i just, I'm so excited for this. Okay, this first is gonna of be all, such a
0: secret ice trip. cream fridge. Secret ice cream fridge.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the Beach Club is one of the only club level things that has that, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and, yep. and it's open, my, it's accessible but... 24 hours a day. Yeah. So I 2 a.m. Has well. Mickey Bar Craving, they got you.
1: Yeah, um, And I they have a little, more than Mickey bars. They have, I
2: think, like a little orange sherbet thing. They have several. Yeah, it's like orange grains.
0: sherbet and like a couple. Th- yeah, I forget there's a couple things that are available, but yeah.
2: yeah. Well, let's start before her trip because she asks, she wants to take advantage of all of the the pre-planning. And I think that's something that maybe a lot of people don't know. Like we assume mm. club level, like, oh, let's get there and we have all this extra food. And and don't get me wrong, that's great. But uh, the concierge lounge refers to the concierge level and that means you have actual concierges to help you plan your trip. So whether that's, you know, making your dining reservations at 60 days out. If you need help with itinerary planning, they can do that for you. Yep, All you they can do book is, that Keys to the Kingdom tour for you. Right, yep. and you don't have to do anything. You send them a quick little email. Now you should have gotten an email from them when you booked your stay on the concierge level. And you can just reach out to that email and say, here's what I'm thinking. Um, I need this tour and I want this day and I want these dining reservations. And they will do that for you. Um, And then if you have questions about your itinerary and does it make sense to do this do that they will do that for you and then uh, also when you arrive you can go to them at any point and say you know oh my gosh I I know it's super last minute but I was just thinking we're here now and maybe tomorrow we want to try for tickets to Cirque du Soleil or we'd rather cancel this dining reservation and go here instead you don't have to worry about that you just talk to them and they will make the necessary arrangements for you. They yeah, can be.
0: I do. Just want to go back to the food because I always want to go back to the food. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the food is the biggest part, but you but know. Also, like you, I mean, like it. Once upon a time in the club level, it was like little snacks and like little, you know, like more appetites. Reset. they now have like basically full meals at dinner time. Like it's mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. it's. I mean, it's a meal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Um. Particularly at like the beach club, the boardwalk, the um, areas that have like really large club levels, like the 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 love lounge at the beach club is is quite big um right. with lots of counter space so they fill every inch of that counter
2: <laughs> with, you know
1: hot
0: yeah. foods and cold foods and desserts and drinks and you know and they have
1: they have certain times that they have different drinks out or different types of mm-hmm. food out but you can always ask if they have something else um and if they can get it for you they will yep um you know like i i like wine and Sarah doesn't like wine, so what we or can't drink wine, so what we go, and she drinks a little Kahlua, and I can ask them for a glass of wine, or vice versa. Right.
0: Um, right. Yep. So. Yep. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean Heather's right. I think a lot of people really overlook the pre-planning services that are offered by Signature Services, which is what the club level staff is now referred to as, as mm-hmm. Signature Services. Um, and don't don't sleep on that. <laughs> Take advantage of it. You're paying for it. Let right. them make your dining reservations. Let them make your tour reservations. Let them pl- help you plan your itinerary.
2: Like, yeah, why absolutely. should you wake up at 6 a.m. to get right. those dining reservations done? You can just email them and they'll do it for you. Yep. But I mean, I don't mean to take away from the club lounge. Like that's the best part of it, you know. It but, is, but if you're looking for all of the services, that planning is a huge one. Yeah. Um. You could also
0: now text, like even while you're in the parks, like you don't have to go back to the club lounge to meet with the, you know, the signature services staff, you can text them now. I think I, you know, I think Charlotte, so I were yeah. texting them on our yeah, last trip. We, and, we
1: did on our last trip. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, so you can reach them, you know, even in the middle of your day, if you're, you know, in Epcot and all of a sudden think, Oh, you know, I wonder if there's any availability at Tusker house tonight at the animal kingdom, shoot them a quick text and they'll take mm-hmm. care of that for you.
2: Exactly.
0: Yeah. All right. So that does it for this episode of the Disney park princess podcast. Uh, thank you so much for sending in your questions. Um, please keep sending them in. We're going to be on hiatus for a couple months. As we said, um, we just want to thank all of you, you know, who listen every week and who support us and who are, you know, in our Facebook group. Um, we appreciate you guys so much. And as many of you know, this is not our full-time job. We don't make any money off of this podcast. This is something that we do because we love it. Um, because we love you guys, because we love Disney. Um, you know, maybe someday, who knows, (laughs) (laughs) No, we're um, hoping <laughs> we're hoping someday maybe but but for now um you know it is it is really just a passion project for us um and it's because of all of you that we're able to even indulge ourselves in this passion project because it is your support that pays for um the podcast hosting and the website hosting and all, you know all of the things that you know all of the financial things that do go into it because of you guys we haven't had to dip as much as we Originally did into our pockets to pay for all of this, um, and that's a huge blessing for us. So we're not, um, we are aware of that every single episode that we do. Um, so again, just a reminder: if you're a Patreon supporter, um, we're going to be pausing your payments so you will not be charged um, for the month of May and the month of June, um, and then we're going to reevaluate where we are at the end of June, and hopefully we will be back. Uh, in early July. So stay tuned, but we will still be on our Facebook groups. Please join our Facebook groups. We have a regular Facebook group and one that is exclusively for our Patreon supporters. That Patreon group is not going away, even though you're not going to be charged for, for May and June, that group will stay open and you are welcome to use it and chat. Um, and of course you can always reach us with any questions at info at um, Hopefully we will talk to you soon. Bye guys. Bye. Bye.